Hey there, welcome along to episode 28 of the Beauty Business Podcast. You really are welcome, and I don't know how you found your way here today, whether you're a long-time listener, in which case, welcome back, or if you just found this episode and it's your first time here. Maybe you found the show on iTunes, on Facebook, on Stitcher, Instagram, or even the old-fashioned way one of your friends told you about it. Either way, this is the show for the health and beauty industry, particularly you independents out there. My name is Adam Chatterley and I'm here to connect you to the people, the tools, the tips and advice to help get your beauty business and by that I'm including spas, beauty salons, clinics, home-based therapists, solo estheticians and mobile therapists. I'm here to get you to where you want to be with your business as quickly, as painlessly and as stress-freenessly as possible. So what do I have in store for you today? Well, today's episode was actually a direct response to a growing section of the beauty and aesthetic industry that, if anything, is struggling with those core business problems, maybe more than the rest of the industry as a whole. Now, I'm talking about SPMUs, or semi-permanent makeup artists, or just plain old permanent makeup artists, if you're in certain states in the US where you're not allowed to call it semi-permanent. And, well, it's also known as cosmetic tattoo artists. You know who I'm talking about. Anyway... I noticed that an increasing number of my own clients and students were coming from this particular section of the beauty industry and they're all struggling that bit more with the same key problems than seemingly everyone else. Now, chief among these were generating significant numbers of clients, given that as a specialism, there isn't really the same option to bring clients back into the salon or the clinic quite as regularly as other beauty businesses. So by necessity, you need more clients. So the challenge, therefore, becomes how to do this, how to stand out amongst increasing competition. And I know that some people had started to ask themselves the question as to whether a sustainable business focused solely on semi-permanent makeup was even feasible. Well, it just so happens that one of my industry friends is a very successful semi-permanent makeup artist herself. She started and grew her own permanent makeup salon from nothing all to a high six-figure business with a fiercely loyal clientele, and now, among other things, she helps other salon entrepreneurs do the same thing. Now, quite rightly, I couldn't think of anyone better to bring on the show to talk about this topic than April Meese. Now, before we get into the show proper, if you aren't in the semi-permanent makeup side of the business, then don't discount this episode, don't switch off and go somewhere else. While, on the one hand, I did want to very specifically speak to the semi-permanent makeup artist out there, this is also an interview with a very successful businesswoman and beauty professional. And much of what April speaks about applies to all beauty businesses. And at its heart, this is a podcast about just how to start and create a successful salon business in today's market from someone who has actually done it. So without further introduction, here is my discussion with April Meese. Welcome to the podcast, April. Thank you for having me, Adam. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Now we're making the world a smaller place because April, remind me, you're currently, you're in California, right? And I'm here in the UK. Yes. So that's what, a seven or eight hour time difference? So. <laughs> eight hour time difference. Yes, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well, it's, it's great to have you here and thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Oh, I'm honored. Your show is brilliant. So any way I can help. Thank you. So we actually met sort of by chance at an event out in California in November because, you know, I'm so jet set. Um, in fact, do, do you remember actually where we where we met specifically? Yes. Should I say? Yeah, go on. Yep. Business by Design by James Wedmore. Yeah, we were at an event. Um, this is kind of my business coach hosts a, a big event each year. And I, a lot of you know about this because I did some uh, some Facebook lives and, and some recording and stuff out there. But actually, April, if you remember, we were in the queue for a food truck at the lunch break. That's right. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and because it was, it was kind of a networking event as well, so I guess people were a bit more open to just kind of turning around to the, the person stood next to them and saying hello. So we did. Right. And suddenly it turns out that we're in the same industry. We're kind of doing some similar things. So before we knew it, we were kind of sat down over dinner, you know, comparing notes and ch changing things and, and all that. And, uh, and it's been great. And we've kind of kept in touch and... Uh, that's why I wanted to have you on the show today. That's right. You never know who you're going to meet in line for a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's episode, I wonder, April, would you be able to tell everyone a little bit more about, about your background, about your existing businesses, about your amazing success, and also a little bit about kind of what you're moving into doing now? Sure, sure. So I help permanent cosmetic artists and microblading artists attract 
new clients, stand out in a crowded market, and really have a business that they love and a lifestyle that they dream of. And my background is I actually started originally in marketing, um, did marketing corporately for a couple of years, and then did marketing for the spa at the Cooper Institute, which is internationally known by um, Dr. Cooper uh, Destination Spa. And that's where I got introduced to the spa world. And so after that, uh, so marketing was my background, I became an esthetician. I worked in spas in New York City and for Dr. Dennis Gross um, and actually traveled internationally training spas all over the world. Wow. Yeah, that was fantastic. And we did um, some glamorous red carpet events and Emmys and Oscars and um, had a lot of great experiences. Um, but then uh, in 2008, the whole company downsized with the economy, um, having a, a bad recession, and I was let go, and I was kind of devastated. And I, <laughs> but I also was excited to start something of my own. I already had training in permanent cosmetics, and of course, I was an esthetician, so I was really ready to have my own business, and um, I started Enhancing Beauty. I, I actually got trained in permanent cosmetics in 2005, but I started Enhancing Beauty, and it was during a time where nobody really knew about permanent cosmetics. It's not the buzz of microblading now. Um, so I really had to pound the pavement to build a business, to make a name for myself, and um, and then after, um, you know, I had a bit of a struggle with infertility, and it really put things into perspective of what matters to me. Um, I, I have twin girls now, and, um, and then I was able to really focus on my business and, and not waste time doing so many, um, I say, shiny object um, marketing things. <laughs> and, yes. um, and so then I really also um, noticed there was a need to help other women business owners build their business. And so I put the two passions together. Um, and I, uh, now I still have my existing business with permanent cosmetics and microblading in New York city. And I have a second business where I mentor, um, uh, marketing mentor for, uh, permanent cosmetic and microblading professionals. Awesome. Now the one bit that you left out there, you didn't mention how big you grew your existing business to. Can you give us an uh, idea yeah. of, the, of the turnover that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, so my existing business is a good six-figure business. I've had a lot of success. I've been on Dr. Oz as a um, TV show. It's pretty well known. And I've, um, I've had um, some nice publicity. And, um, and that was without a PR agency or anything like that. That was just all on my own. I grew a really good network of uh, referral partners um, with top dermatologists and um, in, in New York City. And, you know, there's a lot of competition everywhere, but definitely, you know, New York City is the, uh, it's, it's expensive. And so rents are high. And, um, you know, we're talking, you know, one of those businesses where you really have to make it work. Um, there's no luxury of, um, you know, kind of skating by. You really have to get your name out there and make it work. And now, What's nice is even though I'm on the West Coast, I'm able to still run this strong business. And that's, um, you know, a lot of repeat clients because, because I've built a strong foundation. So it's been great. Yeah, so that, that is really the reason that I wanted you on the show today. You've got that, that background, that kind of long-term knowledge and expertise. And, and let's face it, you kind of had to do it the hard way. We've got a lot more tools at our availability these days to to help promote our businesses. So you really kind of did it the hard way. And that's that's why I wanted you on the show today because I'm hearing more and more from semi-permanent makeup artists and people doing microblading about just how difficult it seems to be these days to create mm. a viable business. You know, it's mm -hmm. hard to get clients. It's hard to stand out from the crowd, like you mentioned. And, and these people are, are really, really struggling. So yeah. So you grew this this business to a huge success, and if I'm right, you focused you pretty much on semi permanent makeup. That's right, or sorry, permanent makeup as we've got to call it in the states. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, yeah, we call it permanent cosmetics in the United States. And then the thing is that 
you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword in that today you have great exposure. So there's a lot of public awareness. You know, I have Google alerts and it's always telling me about a new article on microblading or eyebrows or just it's, it's in, it's a main, you know, it's a mainstream topic. It's people, something, it's a buzz and everybody's talking about it. The awareness is there. And so, you know, I did not have that, that luxury of you know, just social awareness. And with that, of course, the downside is it feels like there's more competition. But I think anytime you're going into business for yourself, um, it, it is, you know, there's definitely going to be some work in getting your name out there and, and you know, why you're different. And I think the um, big thing is that you really have to hone in on your passion and your why and um and and let the people see what what you stand for and your value absolutely but you you totally believe that it's still possible to create a business in this day in this market and a successful type of business doing just this type of treatment oh absolutely i mean you know it's funny because i remember when i was when i was an esthetician and um and at that time, you know, like at the beginning of 2000, you know, spas were popular, but definitely, you know, in five or 10 years, you know, past that and like around 2010, it felt like there was this explosion of spas and estheticians. And, and I remember people saying the same thing, like, oh, the market's going to be crowded and that's going to, um, you know, that's going to plummet the price. And, you know, there's always that type of thing, you know, that comes out, you know, and if you look at big brands, I don't think that, you know, Starbucks worries about other people selling coffee, you know, you just really have to focus on, um, I like the analogy, if you're running a race, you're focusing on the target, you can't look to the side at where your, you know, competitor is, um, or else you're going to lose track and slow down, you really just have to focus for the finish line and really focus on where you want to go. And I, there's a huge market. Really, I really feel like the microblading and the permanent cosmetic industry is still in its infancy. There's a lot of people that still don't know about it, and it's a huge untapped market um, and so much potential. Amazing. So, so I just want to, at this point, I just want to say to listeners that I know while we're very much talking about the semi-permanent makeup artist and microbladers of the world about starting, building, and growing this kind of beauty business, but if you're doing any kind of beauty business, they have the same sort of fundamentals and it's it's arguably more difficult to do it when you're only offering one type of treatment because you don't have that sort of frequent repeat business and, and ability to bring people in for other treatments. So, but even if you don't run a semi-permanent makeup, then please do still listen up because April has independently grown her own business to this incredible level and I'm sure that she's got words of wisdom in what we're going to cover in a minute for everyone. Yeah, and you know what I would say with just to add to that is it really does apply to salons and um, spas and, and all of this, like you said, the beauty industry because the, the great thing about what's happening in our society right now is um, there is more than ever a focus on health, and, um, and well-being and looking better. You know, I mean, with this selfie society, people are posting more pictures <laughs> on social media. So everyone wants to look their best. Um, for the salon owner, they don't want to go that extra week or two without getting their color touch-up because they don't want their roots to show because it might be in a picture somewhere. Or, you know, I mean, Someone's really, always got a camera. Or yes, a camera I mean, or a it's phone. so true. It really applies to all industries. And... And one point I just want to touch on there is I did build this by myself. So I didn't have a huge staff. Um, I was wearing all of the hats, um, you know, the marketing, the um, artist, uh, sometimes the janitor. I mean, that's what you have to do at the beginning. I didn't have um, any of, of that help, and I just built it on, you know, basic principles. Amazing. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's say someone's just kind of started out they've they've done their training they've set up their salon or their clinic and they're struggling for clients where do they start right so i i like to think of things in systems so for for today i mean i have lost lots of systems and strategies and tons of tiny tips and tricks but i would say if i was to nail down three things um 
the three takeaways would be the first thing would be every day to do something that moves the business forward. Um, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the little things, you know, you go on social media, you waste some time here or there. Um, but really think of something that you can do every day, put it on the calendar and say, okay, today I'm going to connect or, I'm going to connect with a referral. Well, first of all, you can do it for the even, you know, the week. This week, I'm going to connect with one referral partner. And this week, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to commit to, as scary as it might be, putting myself out there and doing a Facebook Live or an Instagram Stories or something like that. I'm going to do that and then schedule it. So you say what your goals are for the week, and each day you're doing something that's moving your business forward. So you're connecting with a referral partner. Um, you're speaking maybe at your local, local um, yoga studio or um, any place where your clients are. If, you know, if, you, if, there's, if you're you know, a permanent makeup artist or microblader might be um, really targeting moms. I mean, moms are a huge target market um, that are short on time and want to you know, feel their best. So maybe there's a mommy group that you can speak to. Um, and, you know, set up a time to, um, you know, talk to the owners. So put that on the calendar to go by and say, hey, do you accept outside speakers? I'd love to do a little 30-minute talk on the benefits and make it educational, obviously, for the audience. And um, so that's something you can do. You can create a Facebook business page if you don't already have one. Um, create a friends and family referral program. You know, all of these things, if you just say each day I'm going to take an action step and it's something that is really going to help the bottom line, not just something where, you know, the action step can't be, you know, okay, yes, I'm going to buy more pigments. You know, <laughs> sometimes we do these tasks just to check things off. You know, um, I'll, I'll, um, I'll do the laundry and then I'll write laundry on my list just so I can check it off after the fact so I feel good about it. Um, you know, but it really, that has nothing to do with my to-do list for the day. You know, I have to write down something that's going to move the business forward. So that would be my um, first suggestion. Okay. Um, yep. Um, my second one would be, and it's, it's tricky, my second one would be invest in your business. Now, before I get the rolling of the eyes and the, oh my gosh, I've already invested so much and all of that coming up. Got no money left to invest. Right. I've got no money left. All of that resistance. When I look back, um, I, I know, you know, in business, of course, we're, we are taking a lot of risks and we have a lot of um, fear around that and everybody has a budget. But if I look back, there are things that I should have actually invested more in and that would move my business forward. So for example, I didn't need to spend a lot of money on a fancy website and I didn't need to spend a lot of money. Um, now, if you're at that point where you do need to make that next step, but I'm just saying at the very beginning, because that's what you were asking about, um, I didn't need to spend money buying a fancy machine or um, the next greatest line of pigments. I really needed to um, make investments that would have the best return on investment. So that would be, for me, looking back, I probably should have um, hired a, a virtual assistant or some staff sooner to kind of delegate some of those, you know, what I call $10 tasks um, to free up some of my time so that I could focus on really getting clients in the door. Um, I might have invested a little bit more in advertising, um, I, maybe uh, in, you know, not just saying this because I teach marketing, but a, a course in marketing or um, a, a way of marketing, a direct way that brings money back into the business. That, that would be my second, um, my sec second takeaway. Take and yeah, you know, it's hard when you're starting a business because there's like no income coming in and you've already put down a lot of money, but really just thinking what is going to be the next step that's going to have the best ROI at return on investment. Gotcha. So there's, so they're kind of really good foundational kind of almost, I guess, mindset type things really. Um, but let's say we've got uh, someone and they 
have you know they they kind of feel like they've done that and they kind of feel like they've done the right things to to get themselves set up and they've got themselves um, a website and a Facebook page and you know they're doing the post and they're just still not quite seeing any you know real increase in clients coming in what do you have like a a checklist of things that you would say okay well are you doing this are you doing this do you have the kind of the the things that that you've seen work best that you can really just kind of get your teeth into well the last thing that i would say on on the three things is the brand messaging and so i i think this it's it's one of those things that is so easy to overlook. And I remember when I was starting, I didn't think I had a brand. I was like, oh, it's just me. I'm just a solo, a solo entrepreneur. Um, but you, everybody has a brand, um, whether it's a cohesive brand or a messy brand. And the brand is not the logo. It's not um, you know, the fonts and the colors and so forth. It's really the message that you, you're putting out there. And I think that is the biggest step that everyone misses. So the, the brand is who you are, what you do, and who you serve. And so many women are, and I say women because that's who I speak to, so there might be some men there too, not to offend anybody, but the, um, they're, they're not really, their brand messaging um, is off. And until you nail this down, you're not going to be able to get what you do out there and attract people to you. So, you know, there's, there's this saying, you want to sell the sizzle. Um, Ruth Chris, the owners of Ruth Chris's steak restaurant, sorry for the vegans. And when they bring out the steak, it's on a sizzling plate, right? And so they're not selling the steak, they're selling the sizzle of that steak. And I think, you know, with the artist, the permanent and um, microblading artist, it's, we aren't selling eyebrows. We are selling all the benefits, or we need to be selling all of the benefits of the eyebrows. And so you need to be tapping into that and, and why they want that and their desires. And, and really, you know, I, I think a good statement is I help blank, and it could be women, it could be men, it could be moms, um, it could be um, you know, um, mature women, where, whatever your target audience is. So I help blank so that they can blank. And with that statement, there's nothing, you're not saying anything about what you do at that point. So if you can just get that beginning part, so I help, let's just say moms, um, and, and what, how you help them, right? I help them look better, feel better, have more confidence, have more time, um, you know, whatever you really want to tap into your, what you feel is the core benefit that your, the, the core why your clients are coming to you and what their reason is. Um, if you have a younger clientele, it might be that they want to look good in their selfies. You know, <laughs> they want to look good all the time. You know, really, I know that seems, you know, um, like something kind of basic, but if you have to really talk that message instead of talking about ombre brows and hair stroke and 3d and that that's not appealing to them that's in our world that's not in their world so talking to them in their world is so that they can you know have more time with their kids right and that really speaks to them and now they're listening and then they're going to say and how do you do that and i do that through semi-permanent eyebrows, you know, and then you can explain what you do. But first lead with that, because if you lead with, I do microblading, you know, people aren't going to, usually they'll just be like, oh, okay. And then you've missed that opportunity to really get a client. Um, or it feels like it's over their head or it, it doesn't speak to them. Well, yeah. Cause that, you're only going to get, you're only going to get someone there who happens to be already interested in microblading. So you're only going to speak to that, that small percentage of the audience rather than opening it up to to people who don't know that that's what microblading or semi-permanent makeup can offer so that's really great advice. yeah and even if you you know even if you explain it after that it doesn't really speak to why they need it so if you say okay and then say well what is that you know some people don't want to ask because they don't want to you know feel silly that they don't know and others are intrigued by it and so they'll say well what is that and then as you explain it they're like oh okay but you still haven't said to them why they need it and why they need it now so you haven't really solved their pain point 
you have to make it so that it's irresistible so that they're like, oh my gosh, I need that. And I, I don't need to do that, you know, months from now, I need to do that now. And then you also, you remember the part of that brand messaging is who you are. So we said who you are, what you do and who you serve. The who you are is, I call it, I say, I always call it my smoothie of success. So if you think of a smoothie, you're going to put all like the fruits and maybe some vegetables in there and all the good stuff. And then you blend it up. So find out your unique points of difference. Um, Put that all in a blender and that's, you know, maybe you are really good with details. Um, Maybe you are um, great on customer service. Like why are they coming to you versus the competition? And don't get hung up on price because there will always be somebody that pays a premium. I'll tell you, I raised my prices. It took me a little bit of time to do that because I was so worried about, oh, what will they think? And um, I grew up, my mom um, was on welfare when she first had me, a single mom. And so I had all these money issues of like, oh, I can't charge too much. And I had to do a lot of work to get past that. Um, But I I would not focus on price. That is not a selling point because people will always find a reason, you know, like I I used Starbucks before, they'll find a reason to spend $7 for a coffee um, or justify what they want. So don't get hung up on price, but really why you are unique and the experience you offer your clients. Awesome. Great advice, great advice. Right, we're going to get into some practical stuff in a second, but just now, need to tell you that we've got a sponsor for this episode. Now, this episode is being brought to you with support today from cabbage.com. Now, you know, sometimes when you're running a small business, you need that bit of extra help now and then with a quick injection of funds. Well, this requirement can come out of nowhere at times. And if you're wondering where to get the funding needed to help you run your small business today quickly, then maybe Cabbage has the answer. Now, Cabbage helps small business owners access simple and flexible funding straight away without all those headaches that come with applying for a traditional loan. You can apply online or even from your phone by securely linking your business information to get a quick, automatic decision. There's no waiting in line, there's no scanning documents, there's no filling in complex forms or tracking down those financial statements that you put somewhere safe, but really can't remember where that was. Now, Cabbage gives you the flexibility to decide what's best for your business. Once you're approved, you choose when to use your funds and how much to take. And what's more, you'll only pay for the funds that you actually use. And if you're wondering how big they are, well, Cabbage has supported over 130,000 small businesses with $4 billion in funding already. And if you want to find out more, simply visit cabbage.com forward slash beauty business. There's no cost to apply or to set up your line of credit, so why not? And as a very special bonus, because you're a Beauty Business Podcast listener, when you qualify for funding, you'll get a free $50 Visa card that you can use anywhere on whatever you want. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com forward slash beauty business. Now, your line of credit is subject to credit approval, see terms and conditions. All cabbage business loans are issued by Celtic Bank, a Utah chartered industrial bank and a member of the FDIC. Okay, back to today's episode. Okay, so that's the sponsor for this episode. Right, getting back to this then. So I know, April, that you very much favor kind of even in today's world, getting those boots on the ground, getting out and dealing with referral partners. Is that right? Yes, it's helped my business tremendously. You know, the thing about referral partners is that is a trusted source. They've done many studies that show that um, people will value a referral, so a referral from the dermatologist or their their, um, hairstylist or, um, you know, just a a referral from another professional um, as much as they value a referral from a friend or a family member. So it is 50% higher than any advertisement. So when someone is referring clients to you or that client is coming from a referral, they're not only more likely to buy, but they're also more likely to be a repeat purchaser. So you have that social proof there. Um, it's a trusted source um, that is you know, saying this is you know, someone that you should go to. And it really takes, I think you know, there's so much um, 
it's almost overwhelming the amount of information we have today, and they're not sure who to go to. And when someone says, I've got the name, I've got the person for you, and again, it's another um, trusted source, then they, they're, it's a high, high percentage um, that comes in and, and actually buys from you. And if you nurture those relationships, now it's not a one-way relationship. It's a relationship <laughs> that goes both yeah. ways, right? Sure. So, you know, I find that a lot of times, um, you know, we go in and, you know, we're just like, let me tell you everything I do. You know, and you're excited, and so you want to approach that re- re- referral partner, and it's kind of the wrong way to, you know, approach them. You know, you have to do it for, it, from their point of view, what's in it for them, right? So there's a right way and a wrong way to go about um, getting referral partners, but there are so many. When people say to me, I just don't know how to grow my business, and I, you know, like you said, get boots on the ground, go around, and and now this is really old school, but when I first started, I actually had brochure holders that I had branded with my logo, and I put them together, and that's just a little um, you know, simple thing that I did, and then put my brochures in there, and then I would take them to the dermatologist's office. Now, this again, this is before social media and all of this, but, um, and I would see if I could leave them in the lobby. And even if my brochures got taken out, I still had the holder there with my website and my, you know, um, at my phone number. But I just, you know, I went around and I started saying, do you know anybody that would be interested in partnering with me? Right? So that doesn't say, do you know anybody that wants to sell my products? No, you know, or sell my services. That's not the way to do it, you know, in partnering with me where we can cross promote. And I really had, um, I've had hairstylists, I've had doctors, dentists, I've had really a great network of referrals. And it's, it's interesting that sometimes um, people will say, oh, you know, this doctor referred me and, um, or this hair salon in New Jersey, you know, a state I don't even live in. Um, refer, you know, like it's, you know, you just never know how far these referrals can reach referred me. And, you know, she said, I was going to just go somewhere local that was, you know, you know, cause it's a, it's a two hour drive for her. Um, she said, I was just going to go somewhere local, but when she referred you, I knew that this was the place to come. Wow. That's amazing. So, and I mean, I, I'd certainly still recommend to do things like that today because it's probably what your competition isn't doing. So that's right. Go ahead and, and it's, try that. Yeah. It's, it's your, it's this, it's sometimes it's the thing that we miss because we are so caught up in, Oh, I have to do, and I love social media too. I mean, I think that there has to be a good balance of both and um, you know, but just by getting out there on a local level and getting back to making those connections and especially, you know, if you're like, well, I'm in a small town. I don't know how to reach these people. Or even if you're in a big city, you know, New York's um, not small and you just need (laughs) a lot of people there. You just have to um, make those connections. And so that really brings business directly in your doors. I mean, it's, it's huge. So you, I mean, you mentioned social media there. So we've kind of We've kind of touched on your your probably biggest old school slash offline way to help get business, which will be to to work with referral partners. And just to be clear, referral partners can be can be any kind of business really that that's able to re- refer you. So so that's anyone you want it to be. Yeah, and they yeah it could be. I mean, you can sit down and and that's why I would say the two action items maybe for today. Well, I'll give you two at the end of the call as well, but. Um, the the first thing would be sit down and think of all the referral partners. Think of all the businesses that work alongside. You know, it could be if you don't do eyelash extensions, you could find, um, you know, eyelash extension artists. Think of all of the things. And this could even be everywhere your clients might go. You know, it, it can even include, it's not um, in the beauty industry, you know, the OBGYN, um, the gynecologist, it could refer, you know, businesses that are slightly outside of beauty, but start with, you know, that core group of influencers and then go, you know, and start to think, list all of the places um, that you can um, target. There's a lot of referral partners out Absolutely. there. I mean, I've even, I've even had clients have success with restaurants. So, 
completely out of the industry but you know these are social places where people talk you know they'll sit in a restaurant they'll sit in a bar they'll talk to people and you never know when someone's gonna sort of say that oh i'm thinking of having a massage or i'm thinking of having semi-permanent makeup or something and they can go oh well we were speaking to someone who does it or we've had a treatment done by this person it was fantastic or we've heard lots of people say great things about this person so so yeah don't rule anything out don't think just within the industry don't think just uh, the health and beauty side of things so yeah really kind of think outside the box mm-hmm. absolutely if you have if just you said a bar if there is a bartender that is at a popular spot and she has a lot of personality and she talks to a lot of people, that is a great person. (laughs) You know, I I used to say, um, you know, you you have to kind of teach people what to say and when they experience your services, they're going to have a a new um, way to talk about it versus just kind of from the outside. And so maybe you give them a discount or, or something like that, or even just do, you know, do it for her. Um, no charge. It's up to you and your budget. But trust me, if she can bring in a lot of great clientele for you, um, you just never know. And the, what we don't want her saying is she's the cheapest in town. <laughs> no way. Right. <laughs> you know, if you have clients saying that, I tell them, stop talking. You know, you really, so you want to, you have to, again, going back to that brand messaging, you're going to teach them, you know, what to really say about you and, and they're going to know what to say about you when they experience your services. Awesome. Right. So on to social media now then. So one of the questions I get, and I know you're, you definitely favor doing things like Facebook lives and things like that to help promote your business. But one of the questions I keep getting asked a lot is as a, as a local business, as a, in this case, semi-permanent makeup artist, what kind of things should they be doing on Facebook lives to help them get clients? Right. So Facebook Live, I mean, we, I know you've talked about it. It's such a great tool in that it's, it's really free publicity right now. I mean, Facebook promotes it. They're trying to compete with YouTube and all these other um, areas where people, where you, their attention is. And they realize that video, Cisco has said that um, 90% of all media that's um, consumed in um, Ninety percent will be video in by um, two thousand and nineteen. So yeah, yeah. So soon. So it really needs to be video and live video. People love the interaction. They love that anything can happen. (coughs) So, which also scares us, right? Sorry, (coughs) because when we're doing live video, we don't want anything to go wrong. Sorry, I got choked up there. No, I, got, I, got, I got excited about the live video. Anything can happen. See, see, anything can happen even on a call. You can choke yourself up. And, you know, and the thing about that is that scares us, and so sometimes we don't do it. But really, if you just embrace it and kind of just say, oh, you know, like I just did, oh, I got so excited I choked myself up, and then just keep going with it. And I would say that you want to um, do Facebook Lives let your audience know in advance. I'm going to be doing, and again, speak to their need, a topic on three ways to look great in the morning with very little time, right? I mean, who doesn't need that? If you start putting out <laughs> things that people need, and, and don't lead with the permanent cosmetics. Obviously, that is what we're thinking, right? But lead with some tips that are actually going to help them, like a really good concealer stick that's fast that will highlight under the brows, highlight in the, around the eyes, you know, quickly, you know, do a little contouring with it. So you give them a little tip, and they're like, oh, I love that concealer stick. And they're like, wow, she is really giving me things where I can – look good fast. You know, maybe the second thing is a little stick that is lipstick and a little cheek and lip stain or something like that. Or, you know, it's, um, it's some simple things. And then you can throw in your permanent cosmetics and the reasons why it's going to help them, you know, again, focusing on um, the pleasure that they're going to get from it, right? You know, and this is a way to get your groove back, women, and, you know, feel like yourself again. And, um, you know, you might have, you know, baby spit up on your shirt, but you're still going to look <laughs> yeah, fabulous. <amazing>. With, <laughs> because nobody's going to notice because your brows are on point. You know, whatever, you know, you're, you're going to give some tips. You're giving them a reason to tune in. 
And you're, you, can, you can have a list of things by just looking at what's in the magazines right now. Magazines are great, um, even online for, you know, um, four tips. You know, I always like odd numbers. So three to five tips to get rid of dark circles or to make your eyes look better. So, or so you say, so you look less tired, yeah, that's right? A big so one. there's how to look 10 years younger. I mean, there are endless topics where you can throw in your services, like, you know, um, how to have a makeover in five minutes. Or, you know, there's just really a lot of topics that you can – and then you can, once you start having that on a regular basis, if you say, you know, you could even post this on your page. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm committing to going live once a week, and I could really use your support. Um, Let me know some topics you'd like for me to cover – and, um, you know, or questions that you might have, and I would really love to support you. And you just put yourself out there, and you're going to see, you're going to get, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow cr- climb. I mean, this is a long game strategy. And I will tell you that when you first start doing Facebook Lives, it feels like a ghost town. <laughs> yeah. You know, you see the tumbleweed. <laughs> you, and what's worse is you see, you know, you'll see like one viewer and you're like, oh, and then it goes back down to zero and then it's, you know, two and then it goes down to zero. Someone who stumbled on by accident or something. Yes, and, and your heart stops. And I just say, I, I honestly say like put something, you know, over the screen so you don't see the viewers at the beginning um, just go on and then, you know, maybe if you see some comments, you can respond to them. But really just make it easy. Just commit to like five to ten minutes at the beginning and then build it up. Yeah. And I'd say keep it short because keeping it short to start with, you know, doesn't put you under pressure. People are new to finding you and, and they want to just they want to see what you've got to say quite quickly. They don't want to commit straight away to a, a half hour um, lecture session so keep it short and those short videos are the best things for sharing so absolutely go go short to start with and then and then one thing I always say is kind of then then do start to mix it up once you get comfortable with doing say short three to five minute ones then mix it up suddenly do a 15 minute one and see how people respond to that and that way you'll know whether it's whether it is the longer ones that people want to see or just the shorter ones. And, and that will help you sort of understand more of what the people that you're trying to get in front of want from you. Absolutely. And don't delete it because you'll be tempted to watch it and then delete it and say, oh, you know, that was rubbish or it's not good enough. And, but don't delete it. Um, just get past that self-doubt. Um, I used to have a mentor that said that stinking thinking never helped anyone. It cracked <laughs> me up. Um, but, you know, just get past the self-doubt, leave it on the page, and comment, you know, make sure you comment um, and reply to everyone that comments. Like your own post. Send it out to friends. Like, just do things that even though that your friends and family aren't truly your audience um, initially, you know, you just want to get engagement going. Um, and so then until it builds into a real audience. Absolutely. That's great. Some really helpful and, and honestly practical and great ideas there. So I really appreciate that. So I actually mentioned to a couple of the students who are in my current 99 clients in 33 days course that are semi-permanent makeup artists that I will be talking to you. And they uh, they took advantage completely and they sent me some pretty specific questions. So would it be okay if I grill you for a couple of minutes just to run through these questions that we've had sent in? I love it. Let's do it. Awesome. So question number one is, how how can I target the right potential customers? Yeah, so that's really sitting down and looking at your demographics, um, what's around you. You know, this is, sometimes people will say to me, um, you know, I get a lot of mature women and that's fantastic, but I really want to target, uh, you know, this market over here of, you know, 20 to 35 because they look better in before and after pictures. Well, I, I totally get that. You know, I understand that it, that feels maybe more glamorous initially, but I really, you have to look at your demographic and what's coming in. I ended up getting a huge Hispanic population. I don't really speak Spanish and I, I, I didn't know, you know, sometimes, you know, how to really fully uh, engage um, with, with, with all of this that was coming to me, but I just embraced it. And um, I, still had my, my target audience um, that I would put content out that would appeal to them. So again, like I said, 
going back and seeing if you are putting out information that's going to help young moms save time. You know, that's, if that's the information you're putting out, right, if that's, if that's the transformation that you're speaking to, you're going to, tra- you're going to attract that client. So really, again, your target market, defining what is realistic for your demographic, you know, what's around you and so forth and what in, in the area that you're in. And, and then targeting that with your messaging. Got it. And then presumably using that thought process to figure out which referral partners you want to go and approach. That's right. It all works together. You're going to have, when you, again, you're going to define who you are and what you do, what makes you unique. And then you're going to put that messaging in a way that appeals to them. So, you know, again, you're going to then find those partners that connect with where, where they spend their time where they hang out. Awesome. So the next question is, what seasonal specials, if any, should I offer? And they've sort of put a note in here saying, I'm still doing the, I'm still doing the 20% off promotion thing. Yeah. So people love a promotion. And you know why they love a promotion? Because sometimes they just need a reason to justify it to themselves to buy, right? Because they're sitting on their fence and they, they just need a deadline or they need a reason. So I think sometimes having 20% off all the time, it's, it's not, it doesn't motivate them. That being said, I did offer $25 off for cash payment. I didn't really advertise it too much, but you know, if people would call and say, do you have any specials? I would say I offer $25 off for cash payment. Um, but you can say a spring, you know, step into spring. I mean, I, people love a special and it's, especially if it's like from this week to this week, Right. So from, you know, Monday to Wednesday, we're having a hot sale. And really, so instead of having 20% off all the time, I would limit it. And I would say, okay, we've, I've had the 20% off, but that is going away and give a deadline. So people have to move and they have to take action. Um, so I love a special because, again, people love a reason. Uh, you can make it um, what, whatever feels good to you. I also love a friends and family referral. So I give my clients a, refer, a card on the back of my business card. It says you can give this to a friend or family member, and the friend or family member gets $25 off. Okay, And so I do that so that they want to give that card because it's almost like, here, I'm giving you a gift. I don't give anything to the person that referred um, because that was sometimes then you feel like you're losing money on that side. You have, you have to do what works for you. But I didn't give anything to the person that was um, to my client, my existing client, but they got the gift of giving the, the $25 off to a friend. And what I felt, what I realized would happen is when the person was getting the card, the new, the potential client had a reason to come in because they were actually getting, you know, you could, you could give somebody a card and um, your, your client and give them a bonus for referring people, but it doesn't motivate the new potential client. Do you follow me on that? I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so sense. that's why I would give the $25 off to the new potential client. And then I just said, here, you can give this to your friends and family. And then, you know, you're, it's like you're giving them $25 off. And then maybe you guys go to lunch and celebrate afterwards. And are there any non-discount related promotions that you've had any success with in the semi-permanent makeup world? Non-discount. I mean, if you wanted to trade um, in the beginning of my business, I bartered services um, with, yeah, hair salons, um, with a massage therapist. Um, maybe there's a photographer that you like that you, if you need some really good new pictures, new photos for, um, you really have to think outside of the box. And this is where sometimes we get stuck and we're in our office and we're wondering why the clients aren't beating down our doors and we're stuck in the overwhelm and the struggle and just thinking outside of the box of how can I get some new pictures, some new photos on my website of me or my clients, maybe I could trade. And that's another way of, you know, bringing some sizzle to your business. So you can trade with um, a hairstylist that is going to then promote you. Right. So that, I think that's a kind of a roundabout promotion. You know, it's, it's not an exact promotion, but yep. Okay. So the the next question, I think we've, we've probably covered this, but I'll just ask it anyway to see if there's 
asking it this way is a different spin on it and you've got anything else to add. So it's what are ways for target audiences to find out about my services? And then they've put, I've paid for, I've paid Facebook for boosted posts and just got time wasters. I'm on Instagram. The business is listed on Google, Yell, etc., And I've got a professional website. Yeah. So that sounds like you're doing everything on, you know, the, the internet, but there's no personal connection there. And so I would go back to, you know, people buy transformation. They buy quality. They buy customer service. They buy the experience that they're going to have from you. And so by tapping into that and really um, talking about those points um, with potential referral partners and those connections that I was saying before, because it sounds like a lot of that is, just the the social media which there's not which is good like we said but you need to get back into the other side you know we say social media social media and it's a social place but the real the other side of um, business is true human connections we buy from humans right we people buy for you they, they might like the work you do but ultimately they're buying you they're coming to you because they feel comfortable with you and you really need to kind of promote that. And that needs to be in some more one-on-one connections at some, you know, local, local places. I'm with you. So the next one is, is there a cost-effective way of gaining a competitive advantage over my competition? And then again, they've put some notes on this one. My prices are in line with others who provide the same procedures, but I just can't seem to compete with the prices some microbladers are charging. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. So, you know, people will, there will always be somebody that charges less than you and there will always be somebody that charges more than you. Um, and I say this also for anybody that's having self doubt in their work, there will always be somebody better and there will always be somebody worse. So the idea is really just finding your value, your message. Um, and you know, again, not don't get hung up. I know there's going to be a lot of people coming into the market that are doing, you know, these Groupons and super, super cheap work. And um, that can be discouraging. I totally, I'm not discounting that at all, but really just focusing on why clients come to you. You know, you can really make it a point of difference where I would say to my clients, this is your face. This is not something that you can easily cover up. And you want to make sure you get it right. So I was always speaking to, um, you know, everybody sees your face and you want to look your best. And um, again, again, we say permanent. So I'd say this is something permanently on your face. But you could even if you're saying semi-permanent, like this is on your face. You really want to make sure you get it right. I never really got, got into scare tactics about, in, you know, you could get an infection or anything like that. I really just focused on what their pain was because their pain was looking good. If you're, if you're targeting the moms, you could say you don't have time to find out who's cheapest and then get that and then have to spend so much time to figure out who can correct it, right? So if you're, target, you know, if you're targeting the moms and their pain point is, is time, you know, maybe you speak more to, to that, like, you know, you don't have time to, you need to get this right the first time. And you need to come, you know, you're, you're going to really explain your point of difference. So that's how I would stand out from the competition is really, again, focusing on the quality, the customer service. I would always say, and I would say this in my Facebook lives, when you come in, I'm going to take the time and really listen to what you want. I'm not doing cookie cutter eyebrows. I'm going to make sure we pick the exact pigments for you. I mean, really make it like a specialty where they're like, wow, you know, you could have, you could have this and, and it might not, you know, it's kind of a gamble or you can have this deluxe, something that you really feel good about your investment. And it's a no brainer when you're positioning it the right way. Awesome. That's great advice. Thank you very much for that. So next, should I include other products or services to help build my client base? I'm considering training in scalp micropigmentation. However, I'm conscious of investing another three and a half thousand pounds in training, which I haven't got to hardly get anything back. It's just swings and roundabouts. What what's what would you sort of say to that? No. Okay. I would say <laughs> I would say no because if you can't master the first part of it, you're going to be in that same tailspin of now I have to promote um, scalp and and I've done scalp and I I have 
I have training in a lot of things, all permanent cosmetics. So I do eyebrows, eyeliner, lips, um, areola repigmentation, scars, and scalp. But truly, I rarely post scalp pictures on my my Facebook, which has like around 10,000 followers, is mostly just brows. I just focus on that and people will ask me about you know do you do other things and I say yes but you know would you go to if you had to have surgery you know are you going to go to your just local general surgeon or are you going to go to the doctor that specializes in this type of bone surgery for that area maybe it's your ankle you know you're going to go to the specialist so not to say you can't offer other services but you really if you're not getting the results you want in this area, focus on this first before you try to, to diversify too much because basically you're going to feel those are two, in my opinion, scalp is mostly men. Now, I do do scalp on women, but the majority, that's a whole total different part of marketing. And I even feel like it needs a sep- separate section on your website. I mean, you're just going to feel like you're really in a tailspin. Um, and, and, you know, speaking to scalp specifically. Now, if they were going to add in eyeliner, I wouldn't feel as strongly against it. But really, you have to nail down first, you know, um, you know, really stick the course with this and get your messaging right on this and get those clients coming in and then offer them another service. Love it. Awesome. Right. Last question. So they've put, my clients are due back from this time last year for their annual top-up procedures. So I'm thinking of giving each one VIP referral cards. Um, also, uh, with, with also with the client paying for £20 for the referral. Again, this is knocking the ROI down even more. However, uh, you do have these to do these things in the initial stages. I guess what they're asking here is, um, and I think, I think this is probably a no-brainer answer, if you've got clients coming back again who've already been to see you once and they're returning clients because it's, it's that time for that top-up, should you take advantage of that and offer them a 25% off voucher to give to other people? Anytime you have a client that's coming back, they're in your tribe, right? So when they come through the door, I make it like it's a family reunion. I mean, this is a little bit of my personality in that just I love to see people. Um, I'm, I'm probably that annoying person that always makes you hug them. Okay, so that's me. I'm not saying you have to be <laughs> that person, um, but I'm excited to see them. And uh, and and who doesn't like somebody that's excited? You know, you know. Think about it from their point of view. They're coming in, and I'm like, great, so good to see you. And I'm, you know, I'm not even really focused so much on their brows. I'm how's everything been? I'm focusing on their transformation when they come in. How much time have you saved? I'm reinforcing that they made a good decision in their mind. Oh my gosh. And then they're going to say, there's going to have a little bit of downside, but yeah, they've really faded. Oh, I know, but that's why you're here. You know, you'd never expect your hair appointment to last as long as this. Think about how much you got out of it, how much mileage you got out of it. And so I just focus on the positive. I'm building that relationship. I'm reinforcing that relationship that I'm glad to see them. And you could do, you could definitely give them a referral card. And instead of giving them a referral, like I said before, instead of giving them a fee, um, I would do it to where they, you give them two things. You could give them a referral card for new friend, friends and family, which is new clients. That's a win-win-win, in my opinion. That's a triple win. You could also say, I'm so glad you're here. If you do offer a second service, you could say, I'm giving you a referral. I'm going to give you a discount. Um, it's good for the next three months if you decide to get eyeliner in the next three months, um, if you really want to make your eyes pop. Or, you know, if you do offer something like that, or if there's somebody that you could partner with, um, if there is somebody that does eyelash extensions, she might have a referral card, and, and you might be able to give her um, card and say, here's 20 you know, here's $20 off to get eyelash extensions, right? So you're kind of giving her a thank you. Um, It definitely builds the bond with that referral partner. I mean, see how this is all tied together? This is really, it really cannot be, I know we've tried to do this like, um, I always say like try to duct tape our business, right? So um, 
do you know what I mean when I say that, like duct tape your business, like you try to put it all together and make it fit. And, and it really has to be a congruent system, a system that is, there's strategies involved and there's a way to do it that's not all over the place. There really is um, deeper ways to go about this, but um, those are ways you can offer them that by giving them $25 off for a potential client, uh, you don't lose anything. That's a, that's a complete win. Love it. Brilliant ideas. And then, you, you know, and then also the referral partner for like the eyelash extensions or uh, I had a hair salon. She gave me um, some little gift cards for um, $25 off of a color or something like that. I mean, it was, it was a win, win, win. Awesome. Great ideas. Now there's plenty of, well, in everything we've covered, there, some amazing ideas to work with. And I think it's a, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap things up for this episode, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, the biggest thing is to take action. I, I like to say, I know we've all heard the saying, um, learners are earners. And I like to throw in at the end of that, and action takers are money makers. You, if you, you could. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I know. I came up with that You've one got day. got some good sayings going on there. <laughs> that's cool. I'll that might have been after a margarita. I'm not 100% sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I came up with that. And it's really true. You know, life rewards action takers. You have to, it, you could hear all this. You could get inspired. And then you sit down and you feel overwhelmed again. If you just, you know, there's another saying of take one bite of, how do you eat an elephant? One bite of, at a time. If you just take a little bite off and just do a little step each day, con- write a list of your referral partners, contact somebody, just do small action steps and you're going to see that needle start to move. Awesome. Love it. April, thank you so much for being here today and bringing your experience and your expertise and your knowledge to to the show and helping people out. Now, you mentioned earlier on that you are in the early stages of a new business that some people listening very much might want to know more about. So where would be the best place for people to connect with you and to find out more about what are you what you're creating now? Yeah, so I just opened April Meese Incorporated and my mission for this business is to inspire women in the beauty business um, and beauty business um, owner, salon owners and spa owners and solo entrepreneurs all over the world to help other women around the world look and feel better. So it's really, um, it's, it's a super passionate, um, it's close to my heart mission. And I have that, um, I, the best thing is I actually have a um, webinar that's coming up Tuesday, March the 13th. Um, it's uh, 11, and but there'll be a replay. So if they sign up for the webinar, they can um, get the replay. Um, in the UK, in abroad, it'd be about 8 p.m., I believe. Um, but they can find that information on my Facebook page, and that is um, April, like the month, Meese, which is M as in Mary, E-E-S-E, and then incorporated I-N-C. So if they go to my page, they'll find a sign up for the web- upcoming webinar, which there'll be a lot more information on there as well. Awesome. Well, uh, that may have already happened by the time this episode comes out because we are recording this a bit early, but that's fine because um, I will definitely put links and everything to that in the show notes. In fact, would it be okay if you do, uh, could we get sort of a link to that if it's happened or if there's another one coming up uh, later? Yeah, absolutely. And I also on my page, there's a free PDF. So it's three secrets to stand out. Ooh, so they nice. can get that okay. too. So yeah, we'll we'll put a link. We'll put all of those links on the show notes page, which you can find at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com, and everything you need will be there. So wonderful, April! Thank you again for your oh, time. It's my it's pleasure. So, so much, much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. I wish you all the best with the new business. It's a great mission. I love the idea of it, and I'm sure you and I will keep in touch. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. So I'm going to say bye for now, and uh, yeah, all the best. Okay, what did you think? If you are a semi-permanent or a permanent makeup artist, a cosmetic tattooist, or whatever you call yourself, I really hope that helped you. Whether it simply inspired you to keep pushing forward, whether it clarified that what you're doing is actually on track, or whether it spurred you on to even bigger and better things, I really hope it spoke to you. Now remember that all the links we mentioned in the show today can be found on the show notes pages, which you can find at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 28. And don't forget that this season, we're also going to be extending each show with a Facebook Live to carry on the conversation or the discussion. We're going to dive a little bit deeper and answer any questions you have related to the episode itself or to the topic at hand. Now, I'm not sure if April will be able to join me on the live, on the Facebook Live, 
because she is based on the west coast of the US, which creates its own you know, time zone issues. But if you send me any follow-up questions that you have, I'll make sure I run them past April and get her feedback ahead of the Facebook Live, which will be on Wednesday, the 25th of April, 2018. Now, if you want to do that, if you want to send me some of those advanced questions, just head to the show notes page and leave a comment there. Once again, those show notes are at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 28. Now, if you want to take part in the Facebook Live yourself, you need to come and join me on Facebook in the Beauty Business Hackers group. Just search for Beauty Business Hackers on Facebook or again, check out the show notes page or the podcast episode description for all the links that you need there. Thank you so much for listening along today. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me and I hope you found value in today's show. If you're still listening by this point, then I'm guessing you have. Now, today's podcast review comes from Facebook, Facebook in Germany for no no less. Um, Now, Katie Shellstead says, Hi, Adam. I just wanted to say thank you for bringing us this awesome podcast. I love, love, love to listen to the episode so much. And I really think you put so much effort and passion into each one. I always feel very motivated after listening to you, especially after having bad days or those days where you just want to close your business. Although you know you couldn't live without it. So again, thank you for the valuable information, motivation, special guests, and collecting and sharing your knowledge. Best wishes from Germany. Thank you so much, Katie. I hope I didn't mispronounce your surname too badly, and I'm glad I'm able to pull you back from the brink on those days when you just want to pack it all in. Now, I'm loving my little world tour and reviews for this season. Not only are all the guests from all over the world, but the listener reviews are too, which is great. Now, it's honestly really rewarding knowing that my weekly musings are really helping people with their beauty businesses. So if you do find value in today's episode, then can I ask you a really quick favour? Please take about a minute to pop over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating for the show. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy and you can do it on your phone, on your iPad or on your computer. It really helps me to know that I'm delivering information that you want, that you find useful and it actually helps you right now. Plus, I kind of think it helps other beauty business owners find the show realize that it is actually worth a listen and therefore they can learn how to build the health and beauty business that they dream of too. You never know, you might just get your review read out on a future episode. So keep it clean, people. Now, remember, once again, you can find all the links and everything that we talked about today on the show at the show notes pages, which you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 28. Now, next week, we're welcoming back our first official second time guest onto the show. But who's it going to be? Now, I'll leave you with that little teaser. So until next time, it's bye from me for now.